I can't uh, do something half-assed. I can't. It's like I have to go all the way. If I do it, man, it's not, or if I'm not the only one, let's say, to be able to control everything in something, it's not that good, that part. But if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, I'm going to beat myself up. Welcome what up? to the Habits of the Few, what we got for them? where we discuss habits, rituals, and mindset tactics that you can use to reach your version of success. Yeah. And now, here's your host, Mona Bolsi. Basically, I started uh, training uh, around 12 years old, and um, I'll even started working in gyms and doing uh, programs, strength programs uh, when I was 16. And then after that, uh, I started doing seminars. But at that time, uh, Charles Poliquin, uh, he's uh, my main uh, mentor. So he was writing into muscle media and I got hooked to how he coached and his methods. So I started very young at uh, applying like tempo training and all that. So I practically did a, did that like all my life. And, uh, after that, I started doing the first seminars with uh, Charles. So that's when I really decided to go into strength training and uh, into coaching, uh, being a personal trainer, but also train athletes. And, uh, there's not too many courses that you can take the courses that we have over here. It's like very basic not really some, something very specific to uh, athletes or you have to be at uh, like high university uh, degree to uh, to be able to coach. But with Charles, like I was able to get into that game uh, very fast and he referred a lot of uh, good uh, coaching, good clients. Uh, and during all those years, like in the past 20 years, I owned a gym in Montreal with Charles too. Oh. And... Yeah, uh, it was called the Polykin uh, Performance Center in Montreal. So we were about three three uh, investors in that. So it lasted a few years. And um, after that, I like we uh, went uh, separate ways uh, with my partner because it didn't end up very well. But I always stick with Charles. And uh, after that, I opened up my gym, which I have now is uh, Body Fit. Uh, in Montreal, and uh, that's when that's where I'm at since uh, like the last six years, and uh, it's going very well, man. It's, uh, it's uh, I'm having a lot of fun. We are we're building a big family there, so uh, that's uh, the the main goal, and uh, that's when that's where I train most of the athletes uh, in jujitsu, hockey. Uh, I had um, one of my main like uh, clients that I had for about ten years was Martin Brodeur. He's, uh, he was uh, the goaltender for New Jersey Devils at that time. And uh, I had him like for, for a good 10 years. Uh, that, like, that's my main, uh, like my biggest achievement as a coach for an athlete. And now my main focus is on jujitsu and grappling sports, combat sports. Uh, that's my baby since I'm like 20, 12, 12 years old. That's why I started training because I was doing kickboxing, all kinds of martial arts since then. Which, which I love. So you, you tend to focus primarily on strength training for combat sports. That, that would yeah. be your, your niche. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I've, I've been, 
I've seen um, the jiu-jitsu that you've been doing. Is it is it Brazilian jiu-jitsu? That's Brazilian jiu-jitsu, yeah. It's did a bit a- of uh, judo at the, in the past too. I did like the traditional like uh, jiu-jitsu. And then Brazilian jiu-jitsu is more of a like complete set with, let's say you look at judo, you look at the ground game, there's uh, wrestling, there's a lot of things that you can do. And that's like the big uh, chess game that you have to do while you're rolling that I, I really love. And uh, that's why, like, the reason I like it the most is to coach someone like that, to, to be able to train them. There's a, a lot of facets that you need uh, to understand and to apply. And the, the year training, let's say they go into competition in, uh, in California for the, the world and, and those types of competition. Uh, it's very, um, it's not something you can do with the other sports. So that's why I like it. It's a bit of a big puzzle, but that's the, the yeah. That's like the, the, the best achievement I, I like to take, I like to have because it's, it's not something very like there, there's always sports like hockey for me to be able to train those guys. It's very simple. Like it's mostly linear. You have like a few uh, qualities that you have to work on, but with uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you have to meet both worlds, like the athlete and the sport. And then after that, you have to mix them both together. And it's, uh, it's complicated, but that's why it's fun. That's why I like to uh, to train those guys. That's fantastic. I mean, I um, my my biggest thing is that so you you primarily focus on if you're focusing on the strength position to be able, like for instance, to develop like you know the the wrists, the hands, you know, make sure that all of the joints are working in accordance in, in like the neck things that typically most most people don't really think about um, mm-hmm. from, from the stance of just, Hey, I just want to get stronger. You know, I want to maybe get into powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting or bodybuilding or whatever the case may be, but to really mm-hmm. focus on the nuances when it comes to combat sports, which in my opinion, honestly has, whether you're going to be, whether you're into martial arts or not, like if you don't have, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if you don't have any kind of martial arts skill, right. But you, you've built up your body to be able to withstand, you know, someone grabbing you, your wrist, yeah. your hands, your neck, somebody knocking you down. That's going to have more real world application than yeah. I'm just going to pump my biceps for, you know, yeah. the, all day long. The, the biggest, like, the, 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 there is a big, uh, like, the, we get a lot of guys that come that they train for a few years and then... Yeah they think that they can come and like uh, beat us up and have fun <laughs> with us because they're big and strong. But that's, there's a lot of misconceptions that if you're big, you're going to be able to uh, be able to, let's say, uh, do an arm bar, like easy, easy like that. But there's more to it. There is position. There's uh, also endurance that you have to work. Uh, it's not because you're big, that you're strong. Uh, functionally also that's a big difference okay so if i train someone to go into let's say just even starting into uh combat sports first thing i'm going to do is mostly go into uh injury prevention first make sure like elbows shoulders uh, joints are able to take the like the the, the beating because at the beginning you're going to be sore 
almost everywhere. And you're going to discover new muscles that you never thought were able to be sore before. So <laughs> that's the main goal at the beginning. And then when they come after that, they realize like their strength is good, but their strength endurance also that you have to be able to apply and uh, being able to combat, to do a combat or to fight with a high level of stress, which brings up your nervous system to the max, your heart rate is going to go everywhere and then you're going to crash faster. Then you have to learn how to fight that way. Even the, the bigger you are, the faster you're going to go down because it's, yeah. your muscles are not used to, to that type of uh, fighting and endurance. So your cardiovascular is going to take over. You're going to crash fast. Your body is going to be so tight and crisp. You, you have to learn how to relax. But that's the learning curve in combat sports. you got to learn technique first. And then you apply less uh, force, less strength while doing the technique. So you use less strength. So then after that, after a few years, then strength becomes uh, a plus. Okay, It helps you. Because take two athletes that does the same, com the, the same sport, uh, in combat sport, let's say in let's say jujitsu again, uh, same athletes with the same um, technique, okay, the the same like belt level, let's say, same uh, qualities, but the stronger and the one that has more stamina is gonna have the edge, more endurance and all that. So it's right. like it's always like a learning curve, but at the beginning you have to learn technique, you have you gotta learn how to survive, uh, make sure you're not injured. And then after that, you start realizing how to conserve energy, be able to uh, focus on, let's say, your big rocks, and then you build around that. Then building muscle mass is good, but it depends also on the weight category that you, you want to fight in, uh, if you're interested into competition as well. So there, there's a lot of it's a big mixing pot that you have to figure out at the beginning. And then, then after that, it's just a, a big game that you have to do, uh, a big chess game with, the, with uh, a person, with a body. So it's, uh, that, that's what's fun about it. If, if someone was to say, hey, Coach Eric, I just want to get strong. I don't have any interest right now, right now into getting into combat sports. Mm -hmm. Would you recommend that you train them from the strength training perspective, like they're preparing their body for combat sports, if that is whether or not that's something that they decide upon, or would you have them train in the more traditional sense, like a weightlifting or strength lifting, whatever the case may be, like, you know, typical periodization, you know, working up, putting on some muscle mass, if their frame is, you know, very volatile and frail, Yeah. what would your what would your like what would your answer be i would start with the basics like when someone comes into my gym or let's say just starts training you have to figure out why you do it and yeah. what's your main goal first and i don't know if you remember when you started training it's like i went there i had fun it, it mm. wasn't work it was like there there's a big difference with how i'm training now and when I was training then. So the main goal when I get someone is to make sure I, uh, first he has, he, he has to have, have fun and enjoy what he's doing. So 
he has to figure out at the beginning. Let's say they have no clue at all. Okay, they they could like strength training, by uh, hypertrophy training. I have to figure that out. That that's like the main goal at the beginning, and then after that, I go and help them in whatever direction they they want to do because they're they're the ones that want help. I'm not gonna tell them no. Strength is whatever you need to do, or like we know that strength. No one ever complained of being too strong. Okay, right. No one did that before. Okay, so right. so. For sure, they're going to build strength, they're going to build stamina, they're going to build endurance. And then after that, you can figure out a bit like, okay, you know what? You're good at that. You're good at doing like more deadlifts, bench press, or you want to build more muscle mass, then go for it. But they, you, you have to uh, like what you're doing. So that's how I approach anybody at the beginning. For Even for combat sport, they, let's say they come, they never trained before, but they 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 already in combat sport. That's the first thing I'm gonna do. I'm gonna figure out. Let's say, okay, are they? Do they need strength? Do they need uh, more uh, injury prevention? Depends also like the the background and all that. So the same approach for everybody. But it, first, I always want them to have fun and enjoy what they're doing when you you start training because it's a lifelong like quest. You know that, so it's it's like right. you you, right. you can never you can never stop. So if you find out and you figure out at the beginning what you would like to do, and which is our goal as a coach, uh, and make it fun, then they're sold for a while, and uh, at least they know right away what they want to do. It's just not going to the gym to go to the gym. It's just like you gotta have a purpose. And there's a goal behind that purpose, 100%. You were yep. saying that you got into uh, you got into martial arts at a very young age. And the reason why you got into uh, strength training was to mitigate and help build your tolerance so that you can become a better fighter. Yep. At what point in your life did you decide that this is what I want to do? I want to become a coach and this is what I want to be for the rest of my life. Like, um, what was that moment and what led you there? Do you know, do you remember, it's stupid what I'm going to say, but do you remember the, the movie uh, Never Surrender? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> so when he trained in, in his uh, garage yeah. and there was the ghost of Brucey and all that, I did the exact same thing in my garage. Okay. So I had a punching bag, a bench press, and I started training there. So in the winter, it was minus 30. I had to go in my garage. I trained there. No heating at all. Okay. Just went there, did my workout, came back in, and I did that from a very young age. But it started with uh, Muscle Mag magazines. It started with, uh, like, those types of movie, And then after that, blood sport. And, like, oh. there, there was a, always some type of uh, physique. Uh, like, I like the physique of the guys, like the lean guys. And that's yeah. one part of it. And then after that... Uh, one lead to the to one leads to the other, and I like fighting, so it's like it's something that it I always did. So one thing's gonna help me for the other one. So that's why, like, I always wanted to do uh, strength training. I liked to be strong. I liked uh, pushing big weights at the at the gym at the at school when I was in high school. I was almost the the only one. Like the the uh, phys ed teacher, he knew that I always. We're training uh, in uh, at lunchtime. 
at school. So I had a few of my friends then, but I always like put everything on the bar, like stupid training. Okay? <laughs> I did all the mistakes that you want, like you see on the gym fails. Like I'm pretty sure I did most of them, like uh, break, like break my back, like push too much, just lifting the bar from the racks, like stupid stuff like that. I did that, but I think it motivated me into going and be more meticulous about my, my training and learning more to be a better, not trainer, but at, at that time, I just wanted to train and be like in shape. And, uh, but as we go, went along then the muscle mags and I knew all the trainings of like, let's say Rich Gasparri, uh, you put like Lee Amy, all those guys, I knew all the trainings. I already, like I did those trainings, even it didn't make sense at, the, at that time. And, like I knew after that that it's not what they actually did then I learned about like steroids and all that and then I get into functional medicine with a few uh, doctors over here in Montreal like I learned a lot about uh, how everything works why you should eat well why you should train that way and then Charles came in that's when it went through the roof and uh, I didn't stop from there so I was working in a gym uh, from eight in the morning to let's say 10 at night for about 10 years. I was living there. So I had my office. We like, I did everything that I think a trainer should do to learn more. That's what I think I did before. And that's why I'm at the position I'm at now. So I like that. And when I see new trainers to come in, that comes in, I get a lot of people that come for uh, internships and I want to see that type of fire. That's what I want to see with, when I, they come. And then I do, let's say, a week. Like I did it with uh, one of my friends, uh, Jared. And uh, we had so much fun in that week, but that guy had the fire. They, there's a few guys that you see, you know what? They, they're motivated just by seeing results with people, but they, they want the results as much as a client. So that's fun to see. So that's, the kind of fire that I like to see. So that fire I had it when I started training and uh, like there's always up and down during like in the last four years, but still I think there was three months when we closed down the gym in Montreal and then like a bit of bad stuff happened. Uh, three, let's say three months that I was like, I took a step back to make sure that that is that really what I wanted in life to be a trainer it took me maybe a month. And then I said, no, that's it. That's what I want to do. That, that's exactly what I want to do. So that fire was always there. So it's just like, I like to help people and that's the main focus of what I'm doing. now. I mean, that's incredible. Most people, they, they struggle to even have that drive right? That fire that's burning inside of them, which yeah. leads to not having enough discipline to see it through. Mm. That's probably the biggest thing is like, no matter what, like what's great about you is that you figured out what you wanted. You even mm. had, you had the audacity to actually step back and figure out and really start to look inwardly and try to understand like, is this truly what I want? And then the one thing that you did that most people cannot do is make a decision. Once you made the yeah. decision, that was it. You're seeing it through. Never go back. No matter what happens, you never go back. It's all or nothing. This is it. That's it. Would you say that that's just something like that's just a part of who you are? That's how you were born. You were raised. 
or is that something that you developed? I think I developed, that's a good question, but I think I, I'm pretty sure I developed it because, you know, there's always a few challenges that you get in your life. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I cross paths with people that push me aside. Like I got like the typical story. I was bullied as a kid and like whatever. Okay. But it's, it's something that uh, I think I developed. And there is one story maybe that I can relate to the most is uh, when I was a young kid, like even before I started training, I think I was six or seven, okay? Uh, my dad was big into computers and there was a computer group that um, they did a reunion every week to talk about the new games, new uh, softwares and stuff like that. Very simple group, okay? So I got in there and just for fun, I just wanted to, uh, to be able to go and... Uh, one day they did uh, like a small journal, like they did it on their own. And uh, in that journal, let's say I could contribute into something like a game, uh, a solution to a game, like how to beat that game. So I took the solution from another, from a, a book I saw and the solution was like, okay, you know, when you have to go into a maze, so you go right, left, and then, okay. So instead of um, explaining the game, I just put right, left, right, uh, go up, open the door. Instead of explaining, okay, now you're there, open the door, you'll see this, like put more into it, more description, okay? I just put north, south, whatever. Then came the day that the journal came out. When, uh, <laughs> when they did the critique, okay? of that in front of everybody. One of the guy in the group was my French teacher, okay? He was, sorry for the world, the world, uh, he was an asshole, okay? Everybody knew that he's like a tough guy, even in French, like we knew, like we never liked his class. He was in that group, so he ripped me. said you could have written where you're at put more description into that game and uh you get okay my connection wasn't that good so i don't know you're okay you i i picked Everything it up good? okay yep. okay so uh he just ripped me apart and i was like not even seven but he ripped me apart and he like put me down and you could have written that and okay so that night I came back home, I still remember that day, okay? And I think that's the biggest light, light bulb that I had. And from that day, At I can't- seven years old? Yeah, I can't uh, do something half-assed. I can't. It's like, I have to go all the way. If I do it, man, it's like, or if I'm not the only one, let's say, to be able to control everything in something, it's not yeah. that good, that part. But if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, I'm going to beat myself up. But I think that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now and I like what I'm doing. And that's why uh, I expect the same thing from everybody. I know it's not something good to do or I'm trying to like step back, but 
like that's why that that's how I am that that's from that day I'm pretty sure that's the day I said you know what never again next time I'm going to do something and do it 100% and make sure that there's something good that's going to come out of it so that I'm pretty sure that's where it started for sure I mean that's that's profound and for you to be so young and to make that connection mm. That's, that's, that's incredible. Not that many people, especially children are that intuitive. Yeah. But you know what? I don't ever think I I spoke about it. I think it's the first time I spoke about it. Really? I never, yeah, for sure. Because like it, it's so clear in my head, but it's not something I like to talk about because it's just something that I'm not really proud of, but I think it made me who, who I am today. I mean, it definitely seems like one great instance in your life for you to remember it so vividly from being seven years old mm. to, I don't know how old you are now, but it's been at least a couple decades. I'm assuming. There you go. Mm. I mean, that's, that's powerful. And I think if, if more people can be in tune with life altering situations, because that seemed like that, that was a life altering situation for you. I yeah. think they would, I think they would they would know themselves much better and, and then can navigate and steer their own ship. Cause that's yeah. what you did. You pivoted seven years old. You pivoted. You said, I'm not going to do anything half-assed anymore. It's either yeah. all the way or nothing. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's, and that has been the biggest thing that has led you to your, to your success today and what you do for a living. Um, tell me how, you being a coach has influenced your family, particularly your children. You have two or one? Yeah, two children. Two. One boy, Matthew and Emini. Emini is uh, nine and my boy is uh, 13. Yeah. Yeah. But so, the, like, I, I like to, I'm not very uh, strict. I'm more of a down to earth. Like, I'm not as strict with them as, as I expect me to be on, let's say myself, but um, for sure there is discipline. I want them to be active. There's a few like main rocks that I want them to be able to, to have. And, um, but my, my kids are my life, so I can give them everything. And it's, it's something that uh, it's hard to explain with words, how, they support me more than I can support them because no, they're, they're, yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. And uh, it's like when you have kids, it's something that um, it, it changes you. Like there, there's a lot of challenges now they're growing up. It's uh, like the attitude is there, but um, again, the the way I learned about myself, I'm trying to do the same with them and make sure that they feel comfortable to talk with me. And uh, me and my, uh, we're separated, like we're divorced. So we're trying to do the best as co-parenting. And uh, for sure there's like challenges in there, but uh, I think we, we're doing a good job for now. So that's, we're keeping the same, um, I don't know how to say it, but it's uh, the, the same uh, values with them as when we were together. So it doesn't change. And we show them that we respect one another 
and we're always going to be there for them as their parents. But now it's different and they see that we're happier that way. And uh, we want to make sure that they're happy through everything. So it's still like uh, we're working through, working uh, with them through it. And uh, I think we're doing good and they look okay with that. We are, we're having fun. There's no issues at all. They're good at school. Uh, we want them to work hard and uh, they do jujitsu with me as, as well too. I don't push them. So if they don't want to go, whatever. But I think, uh, especially for my, my daughter, I want her to, to have like a few like self-defense uh, notions for sure. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I was actually going to ask you, so I did a little bit of Muay Thai and Jeet Kune Do when I was young, but I know that I've heard a lot of incredible things about uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, particularly for women. So if you had to pick, would it be judo, jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu to put my, my daughters are still young, but mm. there's, there's six now. Okay. Um, so what, what would you recommend? But even for kids, uh, there's. Oh, I would put there, them in right a, now. If I could. Yeah, find that's good, it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a few uh, schools that you have to look at the curriculum. I think there's, they're all good schools. Uh, like I go, especially for, uh, like kids, I like Gracie Barra. Okay. Because they have a structure with their classes for kids. And, Gracie uh, Barra? More of, uh, Gracie Barra. Okay. So it's B-A-R-R-A. Um, but they're big, like they're the biggest, like I think school in the world. So, um, but all the Gracie's and I think there's everyone one, has their. one in my town. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're really good, and uh, but it depends on the structure. Okay, so let's say for kids on let's say six and eight or six to ten, there are gonna be some drills. It's not too combative, and it, they don't go into that until let's say thirteen, fourteen. Okay, but the thing I like for kids and especially for girls is how, uh, how they approach bullying which is big because there's a lot of bullying and it's not always about fighting is how to recognize how to let go of a situation, not actually trying to fight always and trying to uh, punch or whatever. It's like there's certain steps to avoid fights. There's some things that you can't tolerate. And like the, the whole issue about bullying, they talk about it and, that's what I think needs to be done now because there's also online bullying. There's all kinds of oh, things yeah. going around. Oh, it's, so, it's yeah, they're, they're big on that. And, uh, but for girls and women for self-defense, I really like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because the, the reality of even judo, because they, it's like they're, they're throwing, but there's also the issue about uh, uh, ground fighting. Okay. But in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, there's uh, most of schools have self-defense for a woman. And let's say you're pinned down on the floor and you know exactly what to do. But when you're striking, uh, there's other notions that uh, you can learn, which is also good. But it depends on what you're doing. I think a no everyone should have a notion about striking and ground fighting. 
because that's where it's always going to end up on the floor. Yeah. And then yeah. that's where you're stuck because you're stuck against the floor. So if they're mounted on you, there's a technique to do. It's very simple. But when you're under stress, it's completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're stuck and he's choking you, like not for now, we're, when we're training with uh, girls that come for uh, self-defense, uh, that's exactly it. That's what we're showing at the beginning. When they take you from the back, when they choke you, when they do all kinds of like really uh, real life uh, situations, and we put them through it, and then they're less stressed when it happens because they freeze. The first time they do it, we put the hands like on the throat just to simulate like uh, a situation like that, and uh, they freeze. They don't know what to do, and they use mostly their strength. And then in about 20 seconds, they're dead. They don't know what to do after that. Yeah. So we show them like the steps and That's make fantastic. sure that they drill it. Yeah. That's it's fantastic. really important. That's one of the things, like, for girls, it should be uh, in school, man. They, they should show it in school. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his website. I mean, they have five-star reviews, the Gracie uh, right. Bada. Which, uh, which school? Gracie which Bada. It's uh, in southwest Portland, Oregon. Okay. okay. Gracie Bada. Okay. Um, I can send you their... So they yeah, have sure. kids, Send it kids, to me. kids and teens programs. Yeah. That's great. They do all kinds of camps and uh, it's really, really fun. And it's also like uh, when there's classes also for families, so, so you could go with them and you get a class with them. That's what I like to do too. So I do it with, um, with uh, my son also because he's like as big as me. And uh, <laughs> now it's getting fun to do it uh, with yeah. him because I can I, like drill him and make sure that uh, he learns and we drill stuff together, even with my daughter, just to put them in a situation. How are you going to get out? What, what's going to happen? What are you going to do when this happens? And uh, she, she's getting it slowly. But my daughter is like right. more of a princess style, so she's not really like yeah. uh, hard or rough. So with my son, I go ahead and that's yeah. I that's... tell him, choke me, do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. He enjoys it for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I get yeah, to beat yeah, up yeah. dad? All right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sometimes it's like it's funny. So I watch them go and, uh, okay, good. Okay, you're enjoying it too much now. You can't stop. Okay. Yeah. It down. Yeah, that's yeah. You don't want me to get serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as far as, I guess I'll, 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 one of my last couple of questions is, mm-hmm. how old do you think, in your opinion, as a strength coach, um, is it too soon? Like, what would, you say, what would you say the age would be to start actually doing strength training as far as, like, a child? Six, eight, 12? I think, I think you're frozen. Uh, there's steps to it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you froze too, but I think it's fine now. Okay. Yep. Um, like, the, I like to start them, like, even if you start them around eight, but, like, very short uh, workout. But it's more about... Uh, having fun again with them so it's like more conditioning mix of uh, coordination uh, like pulling stuff like something that they have to play but let's say handle heavier weights like you know what go pick that up and put it over there and then you do like a circuit training that's what I did with uh, my kids and the kids that come at the gym okay Uh, but then I get it depends also if it's for a sport. Then you could be more specific, but you start slowly. You go uh, with 
say you start with uh, making sure that they have good knees, uh, lower back, core. You work on those big muscles, like uh, more functional tra uh, training, but uh, very short. And then after that, tw 12 and up, then you're good. And when girls are, um, say they start uh, getting their period, that's when you should incorporate strength. That's when okay. they can start. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's a few research on that. I can send it to you. And uh, it's really uh, like, and you also see it. Let's say you didn't know that, that, uh, that notion. Uh, you would see their strength go up tremendously, like a lot. And you, you're going to see them change. And uh, that's what happened mostly with, I get a lot of uh, figure skaters at my gym. And from, I had one that started at eight. I started her, training her at eight. So I did deadlift, uh, inverted row, like uh, with the rings and stuff like that. Just a, a few. And then we built from there. And now she's uh, 15 and she beats everybody. A, lot of, uh, uh, a lot of people in the gym. Like everybody knows her. She could do anything. That's incredible. Now she's 15. She's like taller than me. And uh, she's beautiful. She's fun. She 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 has good success with uh, skates. Never had issues with her knees. That's one thing that's like really good because in figure skating, that's the biggest issue. You usually knees and uh, ankles. Never had uh, any issues, and she's tall, so that's even harder for for them for uh, like uh, spins and jumps and stuff yeah. like that. So it's uh, it's really hard. So strength training is really good when you start them young. Uh, around let's say 10 would be 10 12 would be a good age but as long as you don't do too much uh if it's for fun maybe once or twice a week start with that start with that well and you'll so see if they enjoy it i i have i have a 21 year old that i that i do train but she works out here and there but then i have my mm -hmm. twins that are six you know they watch me i i have a garage gym you know i have the weights and whatever so i'm always working out at home and they're, they're they've been they've been in that space since forever right that's all that okay. they know so they know the way they they're, know, very, huh? they're comfortable there and they're now starting to get to like get to the point where they're asking me questions you know like what what does that do right. yeah so like okay. what does that do and how heavy is that and mm. just interesting you know it's so crazy like kids how they pick up yeah. on stuff so i, I was yeah, just curious exactly. like uh maybe i'll get them like some toy weights that they could play with or something yeah that's it like the rogue does them it's really yeah. nice and you just do a small workout with them let's say okay you yeah. do as many as you can in one minute okay you have one minute do that and then <laughs> they go and then after that you go you see you did that then the week a week later you want to try to beat your challenge go ahead you put it on the wall like i like on that a, i like that a whiteboard and you did that. Try to beat that today. And just for fun. But once or twice a week. And that's it. And they're going to see fun into it. And then when it's a challenge, let's say you have twins. So you put them into a challenge. And one wants to be the other. It's fun. So it, it makes them challenging and fun. Yeah. And I like that competitiveness. I like, you know, I want them to want things and, and to go after yeah. it. Push their hardest. So I appreciate that. That's, that's phenomenal. I like to end uh, the podcast with a question. I know Paul Quinn seems to be the most, I guess, affluential and, and, and influential person in your life from a stance of a coach. But I don't know if you read 
if there's any book, any particular quote, anything outside of Charles that, that really, um, that really stuck to you that you would recommend that you would gift anything in particular. It could even be a book that Paul Quinn wrote. Uh, I like, there, there's a, a few books that like really, um, I, we were talking about, uh, self-defense and, uh, that type of psychological thinking. Okay. And, uh, there's one book which is the gift of fear i think it's from gavin i'll send you the link but that's one yeah really great book about uh gavin de becker that's it exactly okay he's that's one of the best books to understand how someone thinks under stress because he goes into situations that he had to deal with. I think he, he was a bodyguard or something like that. And uh, it's been a while I read it. Okay. But it's one of the books that told me like, you know what? Martial arts, stress situation. Um, something I never, I didn't probably didn't tell you, but uh, when um, my first sensei, of jujitsu and i did judo with him was um a bodyguard so that's like 15 years ago so so i was training with him and then i started to be interested into doing bodyguard too but just for fun we were we're we're building a team to go train people uh, train like the bodyguards of one rich guy in south africa we were we had the contract to go there and then uh i was training them for strength training and all that but they were training me doing bodyguard stuff because just because i like that like so i went to shooting and uh debriefing and all that so i really enjoyed that yeah very yeah and uh he got uh, cancer knee cancer like terry fox and that year so a year later he died from cancer there was a lot of like bad situation in that like i saw a guy what that was like so strong and he was beating me up man like with one hand he would do whatever he wanted with me okay and uh he was like a really good guy Uh, my i could say like my big brother okay and um, when he died, that's when I said, you know what, Let, let's stick to it. I want to do jujitsu. I want to still keep trying to, to find another sensei like that, which took me like about 10 years before wow. I found one who was able to do the same thing. But uh, I learned a lot with the, the bodyguard guys. And uh, that's when the book uh, came in after that so i found it like a few years la- a few years later and uh that was that book was uh, phenomenal it was really really good to go into psychological stuff how people think under stress and you also under understand the, the the power of stress and what it can do to you and how to deal with those types of uh, stressful uh, situations so i could also relate it into 
uh, strength training when people come to the gym when there's stress because of work like it's like a learning melting pot that I like to do so that's one book that I really liked uh, obviously like there's a guy that I read a lot is uh, Christian Thibodeau Christian Thibodeau which is like uh, I know he is yeah like, yeah so he's like one of the very innovative and uh, really down to earth like I teach uh, a, se a seminar with him in uh, Quebec and uh, man that, that was one of the best weekends like we had fun and uh, like I've known him for a while but he's one uh, someone if you really want to get into strength training and new methods uh, he's the, the go-to guy so he puts out a lot of information that's what I like about him and he's like down very down to earth so very good um, and top of my head that's what I would say what I'm reading now let's say that's what uh, I like to read. Yeah, for sure. That's fantastic, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I wish we had like two more hours, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I maybe one day. We'll, we'll but do that, it. we'll do it one another time. No problem. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're fine with that, I'd love to do another. I I love to bring people back on, um, but. Uh, We'll get this thing going and, and I'll send you the link and, and all that good stuff. But I so appreciate your time. It looks like it's nice and dark there. So I'm assuming it's getting late in the night. Yeah, no, it's coming. Almost down. nine. Uh, today was like 40 outside. Now I'm in air conditioning at my, uh, my place. I'm so grateful. <laughs> I was dying all day, man. 40 outside. I just did a strongman before I came. So a strongman training outside, like people were like dying, but they did it. They, they, no one complained, but they all were dead after that. So they That's all did great. their job. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. Have a great evening and uh, we'll be in touch and I'll send you everything when it's, when it's ready to rock and roll. All right. If you need anything, let me know and I'll send it uh, to you. I will. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, man. Take care. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. All right. Ciao. Bye -bye.